Hey, what's up, Garbage Time fam? Just a quick PSA here from me, Rodney E. Just wanted to say congrats to Dyson Daniels being picked number eight in this year's NBA draft. We recorded this podcast one day before the draft. That's two years in a row that Aussies have been drafted in the top 10. So it's good to see us trending in the right direction when it comes to the NBA. So without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Welcome everybody to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast once again. We're back again. Got the band back together for this one. I am Rodney E, the point guard of sport comedy podcasts in the world. We're back again. I've got the guys here. Matt, how's it going, man? You, you, you're back again. I'm back, mates. Yep, uh, I'm back and uh, back with a vengeance. Uh... Did you bring your uh, uh, aggressive persona or the passive one? Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes it sound like though I've got some sort of multiple personality <laughs> disorder. No, I'm just grumpy all the time. So uh, you're the aggressive one, yeah, yeah, and I, and pretty much everyone else works as the passive one, right? Yeah, for the most part, people <laughs> annoy me, and that's yeah. And I can that's relate it. We'll to stop. that. Yeah, but I've got some takes. I've got some takes on stuff that's happened uh, in the last couple of weeks. It's been, so it's good to be here, mate. Yeah, and uh, the last 24 hours, really, as well. Concerning your team, yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, let's let's bring in the oracles, Frank. You 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 through the COVID, mate, and you're back with us. Uh, you're still alive. That's it's it's, uh, it's good news, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, fucking COVID, COVID last week, and I think a bit of the flu as well. Fucking knocked me about. I tell you that. But um, yeah, back, ready, roaring, and fucking ready to talk about some fucking ball and the upcoming draft and trades and fucking everything else that comes with it. Yeah, well, we're recording uh, the day before draft day, right? So tomorrow is it? Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow, right? What time? What time in Australia is that? I think no it's, idea. I think it's ten a.m. Ten okay. a.m. Sounds right. about right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll check out who goes one, two, three. The one, the top three are pretty locked. But let's get into the opening tip of the podcast, anyway. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let's talk a little bit about draft day. Um, what do you guys know about the t- the top three guys there? We've got Jabari Smith projected to go first, and Chet Holmgren second, then Paolo Banchero third. The only interesting thing that I have to add to this is I read something interesting the other day about Chad Holmgren, or whatever the fuck his name is, the big fucking... Chad- <laughs> what did you call him? Chad, Ho- <laughs> Chad Holmgren? <laughs> Big long streak of duck shit that he is, fucking yeah, uh, yeah, that guy. Yep, that he refused medical exams and 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 heart scans. So read into that what you may. He he refused. What does that mean? Like, well, they're not compulsory. To... I don't think they're compulsory to take. But he okay. said he said no. I'm not doing any heart scans. Not doing any medical. He refused some medical tests. Now I don't know if that means 
He's got some problems. He's got some, maybe some sort of heart problem or something like that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And maybe everyone's just freaking out over nothing. Maybe he just didn't want to do it, you know? It's a convenient narrative, isn't it, for him? Because he's a skinny dude, really tall. There's lots yeah. of questions over his physicality, how that's going to go in the NBA. So You do, because he's got a weird neck. <laughs> I think anyone who's really that tall, have you seen people who fucking, you know, the, the gland in their neck. brain, something goes wrong with the gland in their brain and they just start growing and everything, like, and they get a really long neck? Yeah, well, it's it's something to do with the pituitary gland, I think. Yeah, like Big Show, uh, Andre the Giant. If you don't yeah. treat it, it can be deadly. Gigantism. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if he's got that, but judging by his neck, he did have, like, he looked like he had it, man. I don't know. I don't know if having a neck that long is really a good sign for an NBA <laughs> basketball player. I don't think. It, I don't think it's a fair criteria to just judge him by his neck. Well, there's, there's more to Chet Holmgren than uh, than the neck. And I know I'm not pronouncing his name right, but it's funnier. Yeah, I've seen him play. Uh, he can shoot. He can. Uh, he looks he like shoot. he's fairly handy with the ball. He can, he's a good passer. Whether you know. Um, his Obviously, IQ. he'll be able to block a few shots and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. The neck, the, I, I don't know. If I was a scout, I'm like, that neck's a bit too big. I mean, it's good if you want to wear a lot of bling. You know what I mean? Like, you want to wear some, some big chains. on his neck. Like yeah. some gold rope, maybe with a, you know, like fucking a massive statue of Dr. J on it or something like that. Like, that's great. Maybe he's had one of them fucking things like, you know, was it the Egyptians or something like that? Yeah, they had the, where they had the neck stretch with the fucking, with all that gold shit. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, there was some tribes, right, that they where they put... Uh, it's been initiated into some African tribe. Yeah, and they stretch yeah. out the neck. So in some cultures, a large neck, like, so he would be the king in some countries because of his neck size. So if it doesn't work out in the NBA, he's just going to go and be king in some African nation <laughs> yeah. with a huge he's neck. Got that, that fucking... 2k of neck that he's got there under his chin. What about he'll, uh, he'll what star about- in coming coming to America three, possibly. Yeah. So yeah, all right. So that's all I know about that. <laughs> that's all I know the- about the fucking draft. Don't about- draft him because he's got a big fucking neck. What about the necks on the other guys, Frank? What's your take on uh, Jabari Smith and uh, Paolo Banchero's necks? I'm just about to fucking look him up, actually. Well, I like it. Like, personally, I'll just throw in, I like um, Ben Chero. I think he's – I saw a bit of him in the NCAA tournament. He was – he's awesome. Like, he looks like a, a sort of a Grant Hill sort of type. That's probably the ceiling, maybe, for him, you know. But he could be better than Grant Hill, too, because, I mean, Grant Hill, we all know about his career, how that panned out. So, I, you know, I really like him. I like Chet as well, despite the size of his neck. I, you know, I just think his IQ is really high. The fact that he can shoot long range is – I think a good thing for the NBA, he's going to need to stretch defenses out and give himself room because, um, you know, he's not going to be out of body, guys. Well, if, sure. if he stretches defenses like he stretches that fucking neck, then, fuck, he's going to in for a, he's yeah. in for a great career. Good career. And uh, Jabari Smith, don't know much about, to be honest. I don't know much about him. Frank, are you across any of these guys or are you just... Well, uh, I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't really gone deep into this year's draft because, uh, you, know, uh, you know, when the Bulls had the high, the high picks a couple of years ago, I was getting right into it. But now, um, that I, now that you don't care about draft picks, you're just like, fuck the draft. Oh, well, you, know, you know, top five, I'll have a bit of a squeeze and, you know, care about Dyson Daniels and and yeah. see who the Bulls might pick if we still have that draft pick. If they don't, draft, if they don't fucking trade it away. But um, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about this year's crop, no. Well, they might trade it away, though, right? If they're trying to get... Go bear. Gobbit, then fucking they'll trade Package. Package that, won't they? Draft. Draft. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, either it's, it's either going to go with a package for Gobert or they're going to package 18 pick and Kobe White to get a veteran of some sort for the for the bench. Yeah, Dyson's been projected maybe top 10. I've heard the Knicks are pretty interested in him. I think he's had a workout with them. Well, I, I did hear that number six, the Pacers at the number six pick want him. Right. So if they, if they don't trade their pick. Yeah, if they, they don't, don't trade, trade their trade. pick. I don't know. They've got a lot of players of a similar position there. so Yeah, I don't know what the Pacers are trying to do. I'm not sure what they're trying to do there. I mean, selfishly, I think Blazers have picked seven. I'd like, like He's going to get a run at the Blazers. If he goes to our, to us, he's getting a fucking run, man. Like, we're yeah. going to see I'd what he can do. Go there. I'd love to see him go to the Blazers. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Pairing of him and Dame, I mean, on paper. Yeah, something I good. didn't know, something I didn't know actually about Dyson was that, Towards the end of the the season, the G League season, there he was playing a lot of point guard, and his handle is quite good. There's just questions over his ability to shoot, but defense and and ball handling and that sort of stuff, you know, with his size and everything, he you know he might be a good player in the NBA. He might be you know one of the best we've uh, we've got over there very very soon if he um you know yeah he, uh, he well he's strike. he's worked out with. A lot of teams from, you know, from the Kings who got pick four to all the way up to Knicks who have pick 11. So yeah. he's, he's worked out for, you know, seven or eight teams. So he could go anywhere. He's going to get a chance. We're going to see him in Summer League for sure. We'll be tracking him in Summer League. You can you can bank on that, listeners. Uh, let's move on, shall we, to uh, recapping a bit of the NBA Finals there. Welcome to the NBA it's garbage. It's just absolute garbage. The NBA Finals concluded, and the Boston Celtics lost. So, fuck the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the how the finals panned out, Matt? Well, just from my perspective, massively disappointing. Just from like, I don't really like have a dog in the fight. I don't really care who wins. I just wanted a good series. Man, I've got to say that it didn't really pan out that way at all. Didn't feel highly competitive. It wasn't like a lot of the good players didn't fire at all. Man, I feel like the Warriors are the worst champions we've had (laughs) in a a while. Yeah, I don't particularly like that team or anything. There's nothing that attracted me. It may be to do with just the modern day. I'm not sure, man. I'm still analyzing it. It could be something to do with just the modern day NBA. Like it's just too much hero ball, too much perimeter fucking shooting. It all depended on just fucking perimeter shooting as a result it was a sort of pretty flat bland man I, towards the end of it i was pretty bored with it i've got to be honest frank how did you go with it mate yeah i sort of agree with matt there you sort of towards the end of it you just sort of knew that golden state were going to get up and win yeah you know, I, I was a little bit disappointed with tatum he didn't step it up as he should have but you know no, i mean that. what the fuck is he doing tweeting fucking heaven he's tweeting fucking kobe before the thing you're thinking of the wrong thing mate what are you doing he, his attention was in the wrong area if you're fucking sending fucking text messages to kobe in heaven and saying oh man i'm gonna fucking do it for you you know what why don't you just do it. Stop putting that pressure on yourself. That shitted me to tears, how, how he was sort of invoking the Kobe thing. And I was just like, man, this is not boding well for them. And also the fact that Jalen Brown can apparently, uh, like every time he takes a dribble with his left hand, turns it over. 
That didn't fucking – that was some of the worst shit I've seen in my life. But yeah, as, as good the, as Jalen Brown did through the series, because I think he did a lot of good things. You know, obviously I have a bit of a different take, but like those turnovers that he committed in the games where the Boston lost were crucial. They absolutely killed us. They, yeah. they're, they're this offense killers. You know, those live ball turnovers and over-dribbling starts to happen. It was just like – pre-2022 Boston Celtics for me. Like, just on Tatum, you know, after game four, yeah, I think he really didn't perform. One stat on him is he played, like, an incredible amount. Piece of shit? Oh, right. Okay. During... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> During the playoffs, and and those earlier series that Boston couldn't close out earlier really cost them, I think, against the Warriors. They ran out of gas, didn't have the juice. After that game four loss, you know, they had a chance to go 3-1 up, and they really needed to. Yeah, to I mean, that. I don't know if it's a, the worst choke job ever, but they choked in that game. Man, they should have won game, game three, four. four. Game, three uh, and four, yeah, they definitely yeah. had chances. And then after that, they just went away from what worked with them. Yeah. The, the ball movement on offense was their huge strength. And then it was nothing but fucking one-on-one basketball. And the Warriors are a bunch of shit cunts. So fuck the NBA finals. Yeah. Like no one on the Warriors, I felt like really was like, Clay was like jumping around like he was fucking the president of the world. Man, you didn't do shit. Like shit. Yeah, you didn't do fuck. shit, man. Like, was- and I even think that. Curry, who got the finals MVP, was only impactful in like maybe two games. He did have some pretty good moments during the finals. Yeah, yeah, he did, man. He did, but he's... You've got to give him credit where it's... He's an all-time player, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like this is... I don't count the bubble finals. I don't count that in, in for... I just don't think that counts. Yeah, fucking, that's that an was asterisk. Just, that was just fucking yeah, ESPN t- TV content. That's all that was. This is probably the worst finals there's been in a while. If Andrew Wiggins had a really good... Fucking game six. He could have had finals MVP. He was well, uh he played just as good as Curry. If you're listening to NBA Twitter, that's exactly what they were saying. They were saying Andrew Wiggins for finals MVP. However, it went to Steph. That Curry, says a I lot, think. man. That says a lot about the, the standard of uh the teams. Yeah, I don't think they're a particularly strong finals winning team. How the series played out, I agree with you guys to an extent, was pretty disappointing, as in it wasn't close in the end. It wasn't competitive, though. It, like, And there wasn't a lot of competitive game Spirit, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. fuck, no, man. A lot of the guys on the, on the Celtic squad were, were pretty spent by then. And that's not an excuse. It's just a fact. They, they just played more minutes than a lot of these other guys on the Warriors squad. And they were able to stretch us out a little bit by playing more guys, better offense. Our defense broke down once the once our guys got tired. I think it's pretty valuable learning experience for that Celtic squad. I don't think they're going to change much in the off season. I think they'll change things around the fringe a little bit, but you know they're not going to change that core. They're not. They needed a center, man. They need yeah. a backup center. We need because ad- inevitably he's going to get injured again. We need a replacement for Al Horford because that guy's not getting any younger. Um, he's he's not going to be as effective going into next season. We know that. He's got to be replaced. Tice isn't probably good enough as a replacement either. If we could get something better than Tice, I think they, you know, the Celtics would definitely look to do that. But as far as the main core guys, you know, they're not going anywhere. That Boston squad will stay pretty much as it is with a few changes around the fringe and a full preseason. All these guys getting their shit together. Hopefully getting some rest and they'll still be a strong team next season. What are the chances Boston Celtics make it again to the finals? What what chances would you give them? Well, right shit, now? man. That's, that's, that's hard to say. I'd say fairly as good as probably anyone. I mean, they're still young, right? Like Tatum and Brown have yeah. had a lot of experience in NBA finals. And they're still young guys. They're yeah. still pretty young. Like they're still mid-20s, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Tatum's 24, I think, and Brown's 24, 25. Yeah. That's all they are. 
Yeah, man. I mean, that bodes well. That bodes well. Robert Williams is still young, you know. I hope he can so. put together a season where he doesn't get injured, man, because I feel like if he was 100%, well, not 100%, but, you know, 80%, like apparently he was pl- out there playing on fucking and uh, – Yeah, that knee was fucked. That knee was worn out. knee was fucked, yeah. If, if, I feel like if he was like, you know, 70 80%, then you've got a better chance of exposing the Warriors' weaknesses, which is Definitely. they're a big fucking donut. Right. Yeah, they're not much inside the paint. They, They're nothing inside the paint. They're nothing. And it was really frustrating to see them not attack that all the time. Yeah. Uh, fucking Raymond Green was played like fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and Looney that- wasn't wasn't impactful as well. I was just going to say, I thought Draymond's uh, the parade speech, you know, it was pretty unspectacular, but it was, I thought it was just funny how he sort of went all sen- – he was like trying to act all bashful and sentimental at the start going, oh, I don't know what to say. And, oh, it's all about the young guys and experiencing it through them. And then signs off with – I just want to say thank you all and as always, fuck everybody else. I love you all. It's kind of hard to take uh, Clay and Draymond and Poole talking mad shit after this. <laughs> when, yeah. When it was- it's, it's pretty clearly a subpar – uh, <laughs> final series. I mean, come on, man. They ain't gonna, I don't think they're going to be replaying this on NBA Classics anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, it won't, won't become a hardwood classic uh, in the short term, no. It is, it's Look, I, I agree with you to an extent, pretty forgettable final series. Hopefully next season is, you know, we're back to a bit of normalcy and a few changes might be made here and there. Who knows with the amount of games next season. But you know what? You've got to be fucking happy with where they were back in fucking December. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Getting to the finals and, you know, they could have had it. Ime Yudoka is a good coach. He showed that through a number of stretches during the regular season and in the playoffs. I don't think anyone had Boston in the finals at the start of the playoffs. A lot of people didn't have him beating the Nets. Definitely not beating the Bucs. You know, I felt that Miami series, if, if Miami wasn't so worn down as they were, that might have been the best series to come out of this this season. But yeah. Um, but, you know, it still had its moments. Like, I choose to focus on the small moments that were still good and just put them together in my mind. And I loved it when it was over. Remember those. Yeah. <laughs> that was good too. That was a bit of a relief for us uh, basketball aficionados. What did we have next? The fucking trades that happened. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Well, only two so far, two major ones. Yeah, but it's, it started. It started. What have we got, Frank? Excited. What are the trades so far, mate? Well, the first trade was between Dallas and Houston, and that was Christian Wood going to Dallas. And they, in exchange, got Boban and fucking a few other sort of... Yeah, Marquise, Chris, uh, who else? Just no crucial players, basically. Dallas didn't really give up much, did they, to get Wood? No, not not at all. But I think you know they wanted to get rid of him because apparently his you know his demeanor in the, in the fucking in the change room isn't that good, and uh, so yeah, I think they just wanted to get rid of him in the end. Definitely, he, he's a guy who needed an opportunity somewhere else. He 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 was definitely a lot of reports coming out about him that he was a bit of a cancer in the locker room. There's a few know. players like that for Houston, though. To be fair, they're a bunch of young guys. You know, they're they're pretty brash and arrogant. Was- uh, the other guy, Porter Jr. No, what was his yeah. name? Um, Porter Jr. is the guy. Yeah, yeah, he went a bit nuts on. Yeah, uh, he's also a fucking yeah, a loose cannon. Loose, loose cannon. And the the rookie, what's his name? Uh, Green, Jalen Green. Yeah, apparently his fucking attitude leaves a lot to be desired as well. <laughs> so they're a rowdy bunch in Houston. And how do you see Wood going in? Like, does he pair well with Luca? Basically, 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's predominantly, from what I've seen of him, which was, to be fair, that was probably about a season ago. <laughs> uh, well, he wasn't playing. What, they were, they, you know, this is a guy they traded away. Houston traded him because he wasn't playing anyway. It wasn't this season. I think it was last season. We went through a stretch where he would put together some pretty impressive stats and yeah, uh, rebounds and stuff like that. And I was like, I saw a couple of games where he played, and I thought he was pretty impressive inside, down low. And that's exactly what Dallas needs. They need they, some inside presence for sure. Yeah, they need something they can't just rely on fucking eighty step back threes from Luca yeah. the whole fucking game. So they've got to have someone, who, a good roller, someone who's a good offensive rebounder, and I think that he fits the bill. You reckon Luca will be able to pull him into line? He won't be such a loose cannon over in Dallas there. Just as a start, he maybe you know he needs maybe like you know get your shit together. Yeah, you, you play well for us, and you know we can go fairly deep into the playoffs. He's an upgrade on Dwight Powell, I think. Yeah, I think, but I think that also Dallas has more of a direction. They're yeah. just a bunch of fucking pinballs bouncing off each other in fucking Houston at the moment. They've got no plan. They've got no okay. game plan. No the coaching <laughs> is uh, non-existent. So I think they've got more direction. And I think maybe, well, remains to be seen, but uh, you'd reckon that he would buy into it. Let's hope uh, Dallas get a bit better because of Christian Wood. It's hard for me to see Christian Wood getting better than someone like, you know, Miles Turner. He could be better. Could be wrong about that, but... Uh you know, Dallas finally made it through the first round of the playoffs, so they they got something to build on, I think, over there. You know, that's that's not a bad chance in their arm type of move. I think they win that trade, actually, Dallas. For sure, man. They didn't give anything up, and they maybe maybe it is a roll of the dice with him, but they think it's fucking worth it. Worth it, yeah. Yep. What about the other trade, Frank? Uh, that happened more recently. Jeremy Grant going from Detroit to the Blazers. Get us across that one, man. Yeah, it just happened about, what, four or five hours ago. Jeremy Grant to Portland for a 2025 first-round pick, which is top four protected. Yep. Um, and a few second-round second, second round picks and blah, blah, blah. But a uh, bit of money involved as well. But, um, you know, he, he wants to be in a team that he can be more, you know, more of the focus on the team. He's a decent defend, defender as well, so... Um, I thought that's why he went to Detroit, though, Frank. He wanted a larger role, more usage... Be the number well, one I think guy. he got it though, didn't he? He played. I think it's proven he's no good as a number one. He needs to be, you know, he needs to be on a team where he's not number one, like the Blazers, where it's clearly Lillard. It's not going to be anyone else. He's going to be playing second, third fiddle to Simons and Lillard, I reckon, on that team. Well, yeah, yeah no, I think you're, you're right there, mate. Um, yeah, I, I reckon he's humbling himself a little bit. He's like, eh, maybe I'm not so good as a number one. They go to a team, they got better players, chance to win. I think it, I think it's well, it's improving the Blazers, right? It's not pushing them up into championship contention exactly with that one move, but no, they're still kind of rudderless at the moment. I mean, but they're better. That's the, I mean, sure, it makes them it, it makes them better, man. And they had to give up basically, well, nothing. I mean, it, I think this is. A, a salary dump, really, because the Blazers gave it up for a, a draft pick next year. I don't know. Could be, you know, down the list. Could be fucking past could 10. Be. Who knows what, what that would be. They might just package that up and, and trade someone else, though, as well. Like, they're trying to make it back into the playoffs. and Yeah, yeah. They want to put the team around, uh, around Lillard. I mean, he's been languishing there forever, so they've got to go for it, don't they? Yeah, they, they have. Uh, well, the only two options, I think we've said this before, the only two options is to fucking go for it now or to... Clear house and start again. They're going to try and build a team. What's Detroit's perspective on this, Frank? What What are Detroit trying to do by getting uh, getting draft picks and cap space, right? Cash well, consideration for yeah, the they've, they've they've got a couple of young guys in similar positions that they want to give minutes to. Yeah, Cunningham. 
but as well as it does free up cap space, and now they've got a, a bit of money to go after DeAndre Ayton. You reckon they're going after Ayton? They want to pay him big money? Yeah, I reckon they'll, they'll, they'll give him the money he wants, but uh, it's up to, because he's a restricted free agent, you know, it's up to Phoenix if they want to match it or not. Probably that will happen, I think, if Detroit want him. It'll be like a sign-and-trade type thing where Phoenix sign him and then trade him. Yeah, they'll be paying a lot for him. I reckon they'll be paying the max for Ayton if they want to get him. I'm not sure if that's... A great. I'm not convinced that that dude's worth that money. I think the jury's still out on him. I don't know. What's what's your opinion on uh, Aiton, Frank? You know, do you think he can be a force? Can he be a, a dominant NBA? You know, five. Uh, I mean, it, it it was hard to say with him in Phoenix with Booker and Paul were always going to you know get more of the ball than than what he was. So yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if that opportunity was ever given to him. So maybe this is what he wants. He wants to go to a team where. He's going to be given lots of the ball, and you know he can show his worth. So he, can he, uh, you know, improve on his play and and have a more impact on his team? Maybe that's what he's looking for. We, yeah, we don't really know. I agree with you that uh, I think Detroit is is clearing up room to sign somebody. I'm not sure if it's Aiton, but yeah, I mean, it, it's clear that they just need to build around Cunningham. There, he's he's a good enough guy to build a team around. I reckon they're drafting fairly high as well, aren't they, Detroit? They got pick number five. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see who they draft, what sort of team they're trying to build around Cade there. I know a lot of the talk is, yeah, like you said, Frank, they're going after DeAndre Ayton. Ayton but uh, not a huge fan of that guy for some reason. I don't, I don't know what it is. He's like David Robinson light for me. I don't think he's got the offensive game of David Robinson. No, no. he's he's light version. He's a shadow of what David Robinson was. He's, and that guy's a Hall of Famer. Zero, uh, I think you'd have to say. Well, I was thinking about this day. The, the Brooklyn Nets are my zero. Hugely disappointing season. Looks like their team is currently imploding. Kyrie's not looking like sticking there. Yeah. He might become a, a, a trade piece for <laughs> for them. Yeah. Yeah. There's so There's talks of Kyrie pro- retiring, isn't there? Well, I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> there's... Well, I can't remember how many seasons ago it was, but maybe when they had uh, D'Angelo Russell and they had Dinwiddie and they had... Uh, yeah, the Kenny At- Atkinson the, era, era. Yeah, the, the Kenny Atkinson era of them. And they were a team on the rise. They are a team with great team chemistry, great potential, and they basically flushed that straight down the toilet to sign Kevin Durant and question mark. They flushed that team down the toilet to try and make a super team. And I just think that if you look back now, that was totally not worth it. I mean... Didn't work out that well. Didn't work they, out at all. Now they got Simmons. Another mystery. Another yeah. question mark. Yeah. So I think now if you said, if you would rather, if you would you rather have that team... Or would you have, rather have the team that you got now? You'd definitely rather that Kenny Atkinson team. So yeah, the Nets are whack. Brooklyn Nets, huge zeros. And uh, my hero is me for getting through the NBA Finals because it was shit house. <laughs> Fair enough, Frank. Uh, my fucking my zero of the week is fucking the NBA commissioner, fucking Adam Silver. A couple of weeks ago, he came out and said, "Oh, you know, we're thinking about reducing the amount of games in the season." Get fucked. Now these, these fucking cunts. They don't even play back-to-back games anymore. They get a longer break over the NBA All-Star Weekend. Plus, they have their rest days as well. They don't play every single fucking game too. So I don't know what the fuck these cunts are fucking rambling on about. Plus, the millions of month, the millions of dollars they get, they've they have fucking the resources thrown at them to make sure their body is in peak condition before the game and after the game, making sure their recovery is, you know, fucking the best that it could be with the money that they have. And I'll tell you what, the teams will spend that money on their players to make sure their players 
are fucking as good as they can be. So Adam Silver, get fucked, you fucking cunt. Leave it at 82, se- 82 games in the season. Now, the, the, the hero is Richard Jefferson. Not soon after Adam Silver came out with this, he went on for about a two-minute rant, basically saying what I just said then, and I love him for fucking coming out and saying it, saying what he wanted to say, and he's, he, it all makes sense. So that's my fucking hero of the week. Fair enough. Yeah, he's a good uh, he's a good analyst. I think he's a good uh, analyst on ESPN. Yeah, he's one of those player crossovers that it, it actually works when he's commentating. Yeah, yeah I like him. His, uh, him style. and uh, the uh, the center with the with the oh fuck of blanking out on what his name is. Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Him and Kendrick Perkins. Excellent value on ESPN. Perk. But even uh, Jody's rant, he actually he was sitting down and. It was with a few other people, and he was getting that fired up. He was actually start. He was standing up, and his his arms and shit were going all over the place. And you know, he actually said, "Well, I, I think I better stop now because I'm getting too worked up about it." So fucking good on him. Well, I mean, it's good that uh, the NBA still seemingly has the media personalities on that seem to have some sort of freedom to say what it, whatever they uh, whatever they want. You know, I'm glad that that's. That's still possible in today's world. Um, all right, is it up to me then? Yep. Well, I think we all know who the zero is. Um, my my hero is actually this guy on TikTok who, uh, what's his name there, Preston McNutt. Uh, this guy agreed to shave his head and say some things about the Warriors. Stephen Curry is better than every player on our team combined. What, can his wife cook? Yes. Really? Yep. Wow. Fucking hate this team. Garbage. Not better than your mama. Fucking garbage. I hate this fucking team. <laughs> you about done? Um, I can't... He's my hero, just for doing that, because uh, really embarrassing. His mum is actually shaving his head there. <laughs> um, he had to, yeah, he basically uh, just had to uh, verbally suck off the Warriors' whole squad and say they were better than, was Ste- I th- yeah, he had to say uh, Steph Curry was better than every player on the Boston Celtics combined and let his mum shave his head. So he's my hero and uh, my zero as, uh, as of... As I said on the last episode, would be the Oracle if he was right about the NBA Finals, which he was. Which he was. He was spot on in predicting that the Warriors would win in six. So, well done, Frank, and I hate you. So, <laughs> no, that's just uh, that's just all, all that's garbage, of course. Uh, which is appropriate because this is the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast and uh, uh, we'll just about wrap it up there, guys. What do you say? Sounds good, mate. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Got through uh, a bit of it there. And look, we're going to continue to, to throw stuff together during the off-season, aren't we? Yeah, I'm yes. uh, coming up with a segment that, uh, you know, if I was the NBA commissioner, I would. And, yeah, I've already got about eight, 18 changes I want to make to the NBA. So, Well, that sounds uh, very intriguing, Oracle, and uh, we all look forward to hearing that in the upcoming episodes that we'll be continuing to put out during the off-season, weekly, if we can. Check us out on Twitter, GT Basketball Pod, Instagram. Frank's got the Facebook over there. Thanks, everyone, for listening again to us ramble on about the B-ball. We'll see 
everyone next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Just making sure you're alive, man. Frank doesn't care about your bullshit, Rod. Fucking, <laughs> he wants results. He's, he's a manager, mate. He's a manager of fucking uh, Liquor Town or whatever. Fucking, he's the boss. I don't know whether you've heard, but he's the boss. He's the boss, so he doesn't he doesn't want to hear excuses. No excuses. Don't want to hear your shit. Just fucking get it done, cunts.